Hello, and welcome to the Sacred Sister Podcast, where we normalize the magic and we sacralize the mundane. My name is Brittany, and I'm Hannah. And once again, we are so excited to bring this beautiful episode for you, episode five. I have been very curious about how this episode is going to pan out as it was one of the main themes, or not themes, but main topics that we really wanted to address when we were kind of um, developing this podcast and the idea for the podcast. So what are we going to be talking about today? So this episode is going to be about astrology, and it's not going to be just like a workshop on astrology, but more like a discussion on the common misconceptions in regards to astrology. So we're going to go through five astrology misconceptions and then uh, really talk about each one and see what is actually the truth behind that. Mm-hmm. And give a little action guide at the end. Yes. Yes. So as we did last time, we are just so, 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 so grateful. <laughs> so, so grateful to have everyone's support to really be hearing that this is a resonant concept for you that this is a resonant podcast i know that there are thousands and thousands of podcasts out there that that can take up your time and we just really want to express our immense gratitude obviously we would not be doing this if we didn't have people to listen to it and we really feel like we are extending our sister circle sisterhood circle outward and it's just honestly uh it just brings tears to my eyes all the time this is all I want is to have friends that I could talk to about stuff that I'm super interested in too (laughs) so what we want to do this week uh, and what we've started to do is highlight the reviews that come in for our podcast these Mm -hmm. this is another review that I'm going to be sharing today that came in from Apple Podcasts we definitely invite you especially if this is resonating for you you can leave a review if you want to just be extra sister awesome or you can just leave us a little rating if you just want to you know give a little quick um review support yeah like a star system obviously five stars we love (laughs) so this um this review comes to us from anna palm tree and it says thankful for these women and dot 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 so there's a part of that that i can't see because it was too long but i'm assuming it's something really beautiful (laughs) and it says I've been on a spiritual journey for several years and I love when new things or people or tools are placed in front of me. The genuine joy and passion is evident in this podcast and it is contagious. They bring up so many topics and points that leave me thinking and striving to incorporate into my journey. Thank you, my sacred sisters. Keep rising. Mm, I love that one. <laughs> we rolled around on the floor <laughs> when, we, when we saw that we got that new review. We were literally just like two little kids in a candy store like, ah! <laughs> we love it to see how it resonates and how how you are actually taking something from this podcast and implementing it into your life and it's working and it's amazing this is how growth happens this is how change is coming and this is actually a really big thing that we're going to be talking about today oh yes <laughs> so but before we get started let's get into a little guided meditation yes Just calm our minds, calm ourselves down so that we are ready to embark on this journey through astrology. Uh 
favorite sister, a kindred flame, may we light one another from the ashes rise. Oh, we rise. Oh, again. So let's get into a comfortable position. And if you can, close your eyes. Let's take a deep breath in together through the nose. And out through the mouth. Side out. Another deep breath in. And side all out. Sometimes we can take on so much from the day, from other people, from situations. Just let it all go. Now a deep breath in. And out. Beautiful. And now let's really imagine, right? in our body. Let's imagine a little fire, a little flicker of a flame. And with each breath that we're taking in, that flame becomes bigger and bigger. And when we breathe out, it's come becoming even bigger and shining brighter and brighter. Imagine it like a sun that is shining within you, right around your solar plexus, right above your navel. With each breath out, allow those sun rays to shine brighter and brighter. Allow your aura to increase bigger and bigger. Feel the warmth around you like you're creating this big bubble of light, this firewall around you. Maybe place your hand right on your navel. Really feel that fire within you getting stronger stronger. Allowing your light to shine bright into the world. You have a unique gift a unique way of shining your light and the world is craving to see you shine it fully. Let's place our other hand on our chest. 
and deeply feel into our own being through our emotions. And imagine your emotions like water. What water body are you looking at? Are you seeing a stormy ocean full of different wild emotions? Are you seeing a river that is piercing through a forest, curious to experience new things? Or maybe you're seeing a peaceful and calm lake. Maybe you notice yourself being underwater. Whatever it is, see the beauty in that feeling right now. Notice the beauty and uniqueness of your emotions. Of the inner world within you that no one knows but you. And with each breath, allow yourself to sink deeper into a feeling of comfort and love and peace. Like the feeling of being inside a womb, surrounded by water that is holding you, making you feel safe, that is protecting you and nourishing you. This is the moon within yourself. And now notice how your sun and your moon are working together in harmony. And the more you feel comfortable, the more you sink deeper into this feeling of love and safety, the bigger and brighter your sun is shining outwardly into the world. You are beautiful the way you are. You are special the way you are. And the world needs you to be who you truly are. And the world applauds you for it <laughs> and is so proud of you. Let's take another deep breath in together. 
and let's sigh it out. Now have a deep breath in. And let's stretch our bodies and sigh it out. Wiggle your fingers and your toes, stretch it out. And one more time, deep breath in. And let it all out. Shake it out. Whenever you're ready, open your eyes and welcome back. So funny. <laughs> I feel like I have to touch on this because it's so relevant to what the stream of this podcast has been, which is that your experience is uniquely your own in any given situation, and there's never a right or wrong way of dealing with it. So, on this really beautiful introspective journey of seeing our sun rays beaming and shining outward, and then going into the depths of the water that which is a part of us that we cannot see um when you asked i was totally with you and then when you asked to envision a body of water i immediately jumped to this picture that i have of this overlook that my now husband took me to on the day that he proposed to me in in france and this picture is like one of my absolute favorites of just a beautiful memory that we have together and that was he took me there before I knew he was going to propose to me Mm -hmm. that day and uh we're having some issues right now that we're trying to work through and you know just this whole thing coming up I'm starting to cry and just like oh my gosh what a beautiful day that was but also sad at what our present moment is and then you know, you say to something happens and it switches the scene and I see the ocean. Uh, The first time that my parents came to visit me at my yoga teacher training in Venice, California, and I got my mom to go into the ocean for her very first time. And she just, it was her underwear that she had on her swimsuit. I'm getting goosebumps right now. (laughs) Yeah. And she would never, she would never touch the ocean because she was too afraid. And I was like, what color are your underwear? And she goes black. And I was like, nobody cares. Nobody's (laughs) going to be able to tell if it's your underwear. You are getting in that ocean. And she, and she touched the ocean for her first time. (laughs) And, um, and my mama passed in January. I feel like she's with us right now. Yeah, she. She's always letting me know that she's always with me. So this is what I mean. And and those tears that I just let out, they had to come out because they wanted to. And sometimes it's okay if you're not following exactly what a facilitation is because your being, your internal being needs to go through a separate process right now. And that's totally fine. And no one's going to know that you need to go that through that process except for you. They're just going to facilitate something that they want to offer to you. (laughs) But always just let yourself be guided and it's totally fine. Just trust whatever happens. (laughs) Yes. And, and trust to see that we are all having these 
this fire within us and this water at the same time, but it looks different to each one of us. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're going to be touching on in this episode, because I kind of touched on it a little bit with the sun and the moon, and we're going to go deeper into that, what that all means mm-hmm. for astrology. But yeah. let's go for some misconceptions. Okay. Sounds good. I loved doing this episode um, on the spiritual persons episode. So uh, we wanted to approach this topic not from a workshop perspective that's like, here's astrology 101, but more so addressing a lot of what our culture and what our society has to say or common misconceptions about astrology. Number one, astrology is entertainment but has no basis in reality. Number two, you are your horoscope. Number three, astrology is like religion and is not scientifically proven to be correct. Number four, astrology is evil. And number five, I can get all I need to know for free online. (laughs) So good. My interest is piqued. (laughs) Let's get into the conversation. So number one, astrology is entertainment but has no basis in reality. Mm-hmm. Do you want to touch on the origins of this amazing self-knowledge system? <laughs> yes. So astrology is not some new age discovery that just kind of was made up. <laughs> but it's actually, it has ancient origins um, coming from Babylon, from Sumeria, even from Stone Age. Like there are different accounts of lunar calendars being used star constellations even found in cave drawings or cave paintings Um, and so people have just been really interested with the cycles of the moon with the cycles of the sun the different seasons that we're going through and also the cycles of the stars that we're seeing that are changing throughout the times and so what is astrology really and for us it is a system for self-knowledge and you can really use it to understand yourself on a deeper level to understand relationships on a deeper level and you can also use it for timing knowing when is a good time to do what yeah i just want to touch on that self-knowledge um approach because There was nothing that had greater impact on me than when I saw my birth chart for the first time and I think you were actually giving us the reading. Mm -hmm. It was like three years ago, four years ago on Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. She was offering um, in a local uh, downtown venue, she was offering these uh, relationship composite chart readings, which is like whenever an astrologer will pull up your birth chart and your partners and merge them together, find like the midpoint that's what you did the midpoint method Mm -hmm. and um, let you know what your strengths and weaknesses are and (laughs) where are really great avenues for you two to endeavor together and where challenges lie and um, from there I started getting really really because it resonated so deeply so I started doing a ton of self-study took some astrology courses with Hannah and when you can look at something that's completely completely outside of who you know yourself to be like this depiction of exactly where the planets were at the date time location of your birth Mm -hmm. and see this entirely 
this entire depiction of who you know yourself to be. Yes. It's just so incredible. And it makes, it makes having compassion and empathy for yourself so much easier to attain because you say, oh, I'm kind of like energetically programmed to make decisions a certain way or to you know, just kind of have these modes of where I go naturally. Mm-hmm. And then you can start working with those. Yes, and actually not feeling into the victimhood of them, but... Yeah, like why is life happening them. to me and start embodying that life is happening for me and they, these are the ways that, that our energy is going to flow in a really good way for me. Yes, <laughs> yes, beautifully said. And it's really just seen in our Western society as an entertainment Um because when you look into India, for example, and more into the Eastern um, society, in India, it is astrology is established and recognized. It is taught in universities. It has um, government funding. And it's just accepted as a way of knowing yourself on a deeper level and also doing some sort of predictions, which we're going to touch on deeper, what kind of predictions but it is helpful on really all levels. And you can use astrology like for deeper soul journeys, or you can use it for business. You can use it for Wall Street. I mean, Ronald Reagan says, uh, there's a quote of Ronald Reagan that is like, it's common knowledge that brokers on Wall Street use astrology. Also JP Morgan, the Chase, the Chase banker. Yeah, who is the first billionaire in America. He says, millionaires don't use astrology billionaires do <laughs> so it is being used in on a regular level at yeah. all times and but it's just it, it just has this weird connotation because we know it from magazines and the horoscopes from magazines and that is not the that doesn't paint the right picture of astrology that is just really a tiny tiny part and it's it is so much deeper than all of that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of people, and I get into conversations like this with people a lot. Um, for those of you that don't know, I make the majority of my income as a model, and I have for the last 12 years. So I find myself at these modeling jobs, and a lot of the models know what I do in my personal life, which is a lot of this talk on self-discovery and spiritual expansion. So they bring all their questions about that realm of stuff to me. And um, a lot of people just don't really understand how complex this system is and that's kind of one of the first things that we dispel is that the horoscopes in the magazines are usually just spot spotlighting your sun sign which is a very very small aspect yes it's a big aspect but it's a it's a small aspect in the grand scheme of things and it is definitely not a, a good um, figurehead on what astrology is in totality <laughs> and what is also so interesting is that we are using the 12 signs the 12 zodiac signs which we're gonna go through with the list um, but we're using these 12 zodiac signs as archetypes in marketing and brand identity and it's mm -hmm. just the most normal thing and when I discovered it I thought oh my gosh this is so funny because you can easily put these marketing and brand identity archetypes you can easily correlate them to the zodiac signs. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. And now we're gonna go through the list and and show you how how mundane this <laughs> magic of astrology really is. <laughs> so let's go through, we're gonna go through the zodiac list, the keyword, 
and then list off the element and the marketing archetype for each of the zodiacs. Perfect. You Let's, start. Yes. So we start with Aries, the ram, keyword trailblazer. It's the element of fire and the hero archetype. Taurus is the bull, keyword gardener. This is an earth sign and the guy and girl next door archetype. Gemini, the twins, keyword messenger. This is an air sign and the jester archetype. Cancer, the crab, keyword nourisher. This is our water element and the caretaker archetype. Leo, the lion, keyword entertainer. Fire sign, creator archetype. Virgo, the virgin, keyword analyst. Earth sign, sage archetype. Libra, the scales, keyword peacemaker. Air sign, lover archetype. Scorpio, the scorpion, keyword transformer. Water sign, magician archetype. Sagittarius, the archer, keyword truth seeker. Fire sign, explorer archetype. Capricorn, the seagoat, keyword manager. Earth sign, ruler archetype. Aquarius, the water bearer, keyword revolutionary. Air sign, outlaw archetype. And Pisces, the fish, keyword dreamer. Water sign, innocent archetype. Yeah, so you can see, and I urge you to look it up too with the marketing and brand identity. It's super, super interesting how they both just correlate with the zodiac signs and how normal it is seen in that avenue. But then when you call it astrology, it's it's weird. Woo. <laughs> it's woo. so woo. And you're such an idiot for believing in it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I just want to touch on too, astrology means astro is the star and logi comes from logic or logos, which is the word. Mm -hmm. So it's basically the words of the star, the, the words of the stars, the meaning of the stars. So we have astronomy on one side, which is, um, which is the more the scientific side of it, looking at the data. And then we have astrology, which looks at the meaning behind that data. So once again, what we're looking to do is bring that balance in because all of us are so used to science and what science has to bring to the table, but bringing that balance in also and saying, okay, cool, the science is the masculine, how w the meaning that we derive from it is the feminine. And that's the whole thing. I was telling Hannah whenever we were doing the show notes for this, um, this is perfectly depicted with the age of Aquarius too, which I think we're going to touch on a little bit later, mm -hmm. bringing that equality in this, this time of revolution, innovation, and community. So we're really used to this masculine way of doing things here in the Western world, especially. And we do believe that this is why more and more people are getting curious about astrology and trying to find new ways to bring purpose and meaning into their lives because we are in such a time of calamity that you know it's it's time it's time to find more meaning for yes. life <laughs> yes and it's cool to see so many people are super interested in astrology when I started diving deeper into astrology which was like 2013 which is now like six years ago I, when I googled stuff on astrology, like I 
I found a few websites, but like barely. It was still like so new and weird and outlandish. And that was just six years ago. But just in the last six years, I mean, millions of new websites came up that just talk about astrology and like Instagrams that are just about the, the signs. And, and that's what takes us to the next misconception mm -hmm. is you are your horoscope and you are your zodiac sign because that's another thing with the rise of astrology is that a lot of people write about astrology that are not like professional or certified or like really in-depth student of it and they simplify it in a way that it may do it a disservice it like waters it down yeah makes it seem less complicated than it is yes <laughs> And which can be good but also it's really important to just know the vastness like could you just take us through a really quick synopsis of what your American Federation of Astrologer certification process look like oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> it was insane it was insane studies I uh, in order to be a professional astrologer um, recognized by the American Federation of Astrologers you have to successfully write two exams. And both exams are around eight hours long. Eight hours. And I, I wrote them both in the same year, which has been unheard of. And they were trying to not make me do that because they were like, no one has ever done this. this is, you need way more experience and knowledge to get to the second level. But I was just so passionate about it that I just put in like probably like five to eight hours every single day. And I was studying so hard and I'm so grateful for my husband who supported me throughout this time because I couldn't <laughs> have done it without him. Because I went into like deep work mode and I was like writing in. I'm like, I understand that like for normal people that would be the case, but I've, I've studied really, really hard for this. And it's... Yeah, it was just so many things just beautifully happened on that day. I'm going to open up on that at some other point. But in the end, it's a long process. There goes in a lot of hours of studying and also meditation and like experiencing in one's life. So it's not just about knowing the knowledge, but also like grasping the wisdom behind it. Mm. And so it is, it is such a beautiful journey, but it's not for everyone and that's okay, you know, um, but just knowing that it is so much deeper than just the zodiac sign or the sun sign. We have a whole natal chart with the sun and moon and rising and Venus and Mars and like pretty much all the planets, asteroids, angles, um, different houses aspects that they can have together, different aspects, um, transits, like it's just it's a whole vast system yeah and can be used for so many different things and we just really want to touch on that you are not your zodiac sign <laughs> and when and I feel like this is one that comes up so much is when and, and that was for me the first time when I heard about astrology that was for me like a reason why it was not real because I knew other people who were also Leos and I was like I'm not like them they are so different from me and that made it for me almost like a proof 
that astrology was not real mm-hmm. without obviously I judged a book by its cover without knowing anything about it I just judged it and as soon as I dived deeper into it I was like oh yeah I was wrong <laughs> yeah it was always really easy for me to totally dispel it mainly because I'm a cusp which means that I was born like right whenever the sun was going from Taurus into Gemini and depending on the horoscope and magazine I would look at sometimes it would say Taurus and sometimes it would say Gemini is how I thought it was pronounced (laughs) and I was like this thing doesn't even know who I am (laughs) so it was really easy for me to be like yeah that's so vague and so silly and um because it depends on the year you know it's not every there are not specific dates every single year that the sun is going to be in that sign it really it depends on the constellation of the sun Mm -hmm. so um because the world is a naturally shifting being and it's on an axis that's rotating all the time yes and it doesn't it's not controlled by our humanly made calendar Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is you know just created by us which has really no correlation to the natural and cosmic cycles So this was another reason that we wanted to address this. One of my great fascinations is going onto YouTube and looking at videos that are usually entitled like New Age to Jesus. I really love the stories of where people come from this like kind of new age or just a spiritual background, spiritual practices, and then they like come to Jesus and they totally like come out of the new age thought system and devote their lives to Jesus and become Christian. And I'm always so fascinated to know like what the shift is that happens. And for a lot of times, um, a lot of the people are just very, very passionate about saying like, you are not your zodiac sign, which is so true. And I think a lot of the way that sometimes people correlate it, especially people in religion, is that we are like impacted by the planets and we have to be a certain way. Like we have to conform to what that zodiac archetype is. Mm -hmm. And that's just not, that's not what astrology is about either. No. So they are right, but they make it seem like that proves that astrology is wrong. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And I love nothing more than, I would love nothing more than to talk with those people about that, which I feel like is going to be a part of my path someday. Sitting down with people and having like panels about. Maybe on this podcast. Maybe on this podcast. If you're a new age to Jesus YouTuber, you better email us stat. (laughs) Because Jesus is awesome. There's nothing... There's nothing against Jesus. <laughs> it's true. And we love Jesus too. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. Let's start touching on all the ways that that we have all the energies inside of us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So basically we have all the different archetypes within us. And it just depends on each one of us has like a different, um, different archetypes are more dominant for each one of us and other times our archetypes are more subtle and more within us so we don't necessarily like work with them outwardly but it's more like an inside uh, feeling that we might have and to certain archetypes you may have no correlation at all but it's still a part within us yeah it's still something that we can lean into at yeah. any given time <laughs> yes exactly excuse me 
And it's, it's funny too because astrology can be used sometimes as an excuse for quote-unquote bad behavior. Mm-hmm. And Give us some examples. Well, you know, I mean, there's just so much shit that is being talked about. Geminis, Scorpios, Leos. I mean, Geminis are the liars. They're just super unreliable. Scorpio are the... The, the crazy, dangerous, scary ones. <laughs> Leo are the arrogant, loud and loud and obnoxious. And, you know, sometimes I see people that are really embracing their archetype in a sense that they're embracing all of it and just, you know, the shadow parts especially and just see it as something. This is just who I am. And I'm going to fill these shoes because... The zodiac says it's who I am anyway, so yeah. get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not the point of astrology either. <laughs> yeah, there's always got to be this layer of our human existence that we personally choose to bring to the table, which is holding ourselves accountable for the things that come out of our mouth, for our actions, for the way that we are impacting other people's lives, and just for our overall level of like integrity and character as a human being. <laughs> Yes. Which it's fine to joke around and stuff. I'm oh, not, yeah. I'm not saying that, but it's like, once again, taking a look at your own integrity and being like, who am I really? Am I kind of an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a good one. Good shadow work to do. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Am I an asshole? <laughs> and we are. At some point in our lives, we were assholes, and we are, you know? It's, mm-hmm. it's in each one of us, and mm-hmm. there is an asshole aspect. <laughs> <laughs> some are just more focused on it than others. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, justify it. Some people justify it. Yes. That's what we mean. That's the word. And there we go. Okay, number three. Number three. Astrology is like religion and is not scientifically proven to be correct. Yeah. That's like that's one of the things that that always comes up as soon as uh, I talk about astrology with mm, non believers or non knowers. <laughs> that's usually what comes up is um, yeah, it's just basically a belief system, and you know what someone said as a comment on Facebook was like. It's a belief system, and for the ones that believe it, it's ultimate truth. And for others, it's as real as the cult of the spaghetti monster. (laughs) Which um, Which is, from my perspective, is not correct, because it is not the ultimate truth for me, first of all. I know that it's a system that is constantly evolving, and we do not know everything about it yet. I mean, there's always new aspects that are coming in, and it's a, it's a science and art that is constantly evolving, like anything in life, really. But um, it is more like when we think about science, we think about analyzing and like details and quantifiable evidence, quantifiable evidence and predictions uh, in a sense that we know exactly that this is going to happen on that day. And it's always the same. And it's always the same. And that's not what astrology is. So this is getting into the intuitive science part of it because I've also had conversations with people who get so heated whenever I say it's an intuitive science because they're like, there is no such thing as intuitive science. (laughs) (laughs) But this is exactly what we mean because each of us has our 
natal chart, which is our energetic DNA, the stuff that we're kind of prone to. And then we also, like this stuff is not gonna depict every piece of your nature because when you come into the world, even in utero, things affect you. But whenever you especially come into the world and you start you know, interacting with your physical reality and the people in that reality, that is also going to shape who you are and how you are in the world like so much. So really these are in unison. It's like uh, in harmony and orchestra together. Yeah. Shifting, I... shaping, forming you all the time. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I always like to see it as free will on one hand, which is like a masculine aspect of the individual choice that we have. And then destiny on the other hand, which is the feminine aspect within us, something that we are here to do. <laughs> And we can see that part, the more feminine part we can see in astrology. And what we do with that, that's our free will. Mm -hmm. And so people that have the same birth charts can use the energies for completely different things. They wanted to. Yeah, well, I mean, and they kind of have to most times because I was telling Hannah earlier, I have this girlfriend. She's been my very best friend since high school. And... Um, her birthday is April 24th, mine's May 21st, and she's also Taurus Sun, Sagittarius Moon, Cancer Rising like me. So for some people, they would think like, oh, they have to be so alike in so many ways. And yes, we have a strong bond from, you know, various things in our friendship, but ultimately our lives are completely different. We act in completely separate ways. Our family lineages and heritages are from completely opposite ends of the earth and from that come our own ancestral wounds that are completely different. We have different missions in life. It's like this is the place where we can't play the comparison game and expect it to look um, comparable in on a surface level. Yes. It's like so much more complex than a lot of people have the time and space for. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's like in, with the archetype energy we can express that archetype in in many different areas in our lives and depending on where the sun and what house it is and what aspects it has to other planets it can be the same sun sign that you have with someone else but it's in the first house or it's in your fourth house and it's being uh, the way that you express that sun is completely different yeah can we touch on some of the main parts that make up an astrology chart well, we can touch on like the ones to start with okay. because um, I feel like the main parts, there's just so much to I it. I know, there's so many. The fundamental, <laughs> the fu just so everyone knows, the fundamental course that I took with Hannah was three parts. They were three and a half hour um, hours each. So it was like 10 hours for the very, very basic fundamentals of astrology. <laughs> yes, yes. And I mean, I could talk about this probably all day all day for days on days on days on days <laughs> so to be to make it really simple and short um start with your sun sign your moon sign and your rising sign we have the sun sign is how we shine our light outwardly we have the moon sign which is our, which are our emotions the things that make us feel safe and comfortable that's kind of what we touched on in the meditation and then we have our rising sign which is our body our physical appearance, our style, our personality, and how we go about our goals. And how is the rising sign or ascendant found? It is found, you need to have your birth time and your birth location for that. For the sun, you don't need that. You just need to have the day and the year and you're going to be fine. 
but um, for the exact rising sign and knowing exactly your moon sign because moon signs can change every two and a half days you need to know your birth time and your location so finding your birth chart you can find it online for free and this is going to be part of the action guide so this is also just to touch on the rising sign is the easternmost horizon of the place that you were born that's rising up into the day huh yeah that's so it's literal this- earth placement <laughs> where you are on the earth and the zodiac that's coming up into the day depicts what your rising sign is so it's changing all the time yeah it's changing i want to say three degrees for every minute so it's really depend. it really or maybe one no i think it's one degree for every three minutes so it really is important that you know your exact birth time as exact as you can Mm -hmm. to have the most detailed birth chart ah yeah but this is what i want to touch on too with it cannot be scientifically proven it is more it's not so much about the energies that the planets are bringing us but it's more like astrology is like a a clock we're just looking at the time and we're moving through different times and i mean we know it with the sun the sun is rising the sun is setting it's a day that's a day and we know that when the sun is back at the same placement from the point of view of the earth that's when a whole year has passed so we know that the planets are correlating to our own timing and so astrology goes beyond the sun and the moon and just looks at the other planets as well and they all it's basically just showing what kind of time we are being born into and that brings up a time stamp onto us that is like an energetic dna that is within us and like we said we can use the potential of it in any way that we want and then from then on you can actually look into the future because we know exactly in what degrees the planets are going to be in any given year in the future and that's the fun part about astrology because you can see in the future what kind of energies there's going to be around you so those energies can how they actually show up in your personal life is going to be different for each one of us but you can see and this is where the prediction comes in you can see what kind of energies are going to come into your life it's like a weather forecast yes that's hilarious because i when we were when she said about it being a weather forecaster like one we never have qualms with when we look on the forecast tomorrow and we can see that at 2 p.m it's a 40 percent chance of rain and 3 p.m is a 60 percent chance of rain And then it's a clear sky the next day and there's not going to be any rain all day and no rain happens. We don't stop looking at the weather forecast and demonize the weather (laughs) forecast. Oh my gosh, what an unreliable source of information. It's like always a rotating percentage of possibility or plausibility and just, you know, not being so hard with what we believe. (laughs) Just coming at something with an open mind and knowing that it means us no harm and that it is not trying to pose a threat in our lives and, you know, just coming from a way more open place. And that it was a beautiful bridge onto our fourth one. Oh, dope. The fourth misconception <laughs> that is astrology is evil. Mm. 
Yeah. This is close to home. <laughs> this is close to home for sure. Well, it's not. <laughs> it's not. And this is this is such a big reason why I feel so passionately about this podcast especially, but all the other avenues of conversation that I love opening because I think it does us such a disservice and such a divisive disservice and what I'm trying to do is bring people together and be like, hey, that's, you know, maybe you're a little mistaken with what you think this is about. Mm -hmm. Especially in terms of utilizing this as like a divination tool. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about that a little bit. So some people's argument around astrology is that we're telling the future or especially with tarot, I think of this. But whenever you can see the energy, when you know the energies that are circulating around you, you can see what is a likelihood that would happen if you continue going down that road with that energy. But ultimately, you always have your own free will, like we were talking about earlier. So it's always up to you whether or not, <laughs> if you don't like what that outcome's going to be. And you are able to see the likelihood, but not be like, oh, that's evil. It's evil that I think that I know what's going to happen. That's got to be against God's will. It's like, it doesn't have to be that serious. Yeah, and you can look into the future and actually be prepared for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why I love using astrology as the forecast tool, because I can look into you know any given day and basically see like okay what kind of energies are going to be around there what is more likely to be happening in the ethers and just kind of knowing okay how can I use that or how can I work with those energies so that they are beneficial for me um, it's I always like to see it as standing in the ocean and you can either just you know have the waves just coming against you and you're just every time surprised that this wave is coming <laughs> or you just look out into the ocean and be like oh there's a big wave coming okay mm. well maybe I'm just gonna dive right through it or I'm gonna do some surfing or I'm just gonna be prepared that this wave is gonna hit me mm. but we're gonna know that wave is coming what we're gonna do with it that's on us mm -hmm. but it just helps us to kind of look a little bit into the future and help us plan yeah, so this is a cool thing to touch on too because just yesterday I was um, watching a new YouTube upload from Harmony Nice who is a Wiccan, she has a Wiccan YouTube page and some people could even consider using using astrology as a form of witchcraft. Mm -hmm. Like when you are using, when, you, when you're looking to the earth for the earth's wisdom and letting that impact your decisions. That then, is witchcraft. Yeah, but because that's another fun way of looking at witchcraft because oh, yeah. it's like, is that evil or what is what is our actual thought process or belief system around witches? Oh yeah, because that, that's, that's another, a whole nother episode right there. Whole, <laughs> whole nother episode. So fascinating though, because I think a lot of people have an idea about witches that are like that is not the pointed head and their green skin and they're riding on the broom. Satanism <laughs> and just totally un uneducated ignorant views of the wisdom that a, yeah. that a witch actually is there's a lot of fear around it because as a witch you are 
basically just someone that works with nature and that understands nature on a deeper level and it's a lot of fear because you cannot control someone who understands oneself on a deeper level <laughs> and so you know authorities that want to control others are obviously demonizing anything that is gonna really help us evolve and be our own leader and that led to the crusades so then you die <laughs> if you there pose you a threat to society you die <laughs> and that that was what the crusades were about anyways yeah. anyways <laughs> <laughs> i feel like it's not all shifting right we're gonna we're gonna get away from this paradigm that as soon as we are doing something against society we're gonna die i think a lot of us have that and if you're listening to this podcast you probably have been killed at some point in your life because of your beliefs <laughs> um in your past lives but um I feel like we want to shift that paradigm to to allowing ourselves to shine our light really bright because this is what is so needed in this world right now um, because there is so much need for meaning and I was I was talking to you before that there's like the suicidal rate is so high especially for young um, for young adults and it's I think it is the problem is that the meaning is missing and the ways that we look at life from a very um, narrow-minded school science that only looks at the physical masculine part of the world makes it really hard for people to find that meaning and what is it about what is my purpose and that's where astrology and other tools can really really be helpful to to give people a purpose and to allow ourselves to really step into our light because sometimes it's also a permission thing like for me when I know wow this is my highest potential I, it's almost like I'm allowed to step into this space. I feel the same way when I run into people that I really admire or am inspired by. I'm like, oh, wow, you've done so many things. Or, you know, you just believe that you're able to do anything. Okay, cool. I'm going to do that too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah, and that's basically the age of Aquarius, huh? This is where we're moving into. We were touching it already a little bit before. Um, funny enough, you know, the astrology's evil part is coming up so much in religion, but if especially in Christianity, but if you look into the Bible, there are actually so many different quotes, not quotes, but symbolism that is based on astrology that is in the Bible. <laughs> and we're not going to touch on all of them because it's going to be way too long. But what is interesting, if you know a little bit about the Bible, we're going through different ages. So each age is like 2,000 years long, let's say like around 2,000 years, 2,100 years or something. And the age of Taurus ended when Moses comes down from mountain... um, Mount Sinai. Sinai. And he destroys... He sees the people like going around the golden calf which is a symbol for the age of a taurus which is the bull and he smashes the he destroys the bull and basically brings about the age of aries and then the people are like blowing ram ram horns to like welcome the new leadership and then you go into age of pisces afterwards and that's when jesus comes in I have to touch on that age of age of Taurus because if anyone has seen the Ten Commandments, 
this is actually depicted in this and it comes on um on tv on easter every single year ten commandments is so good if anyone digs on those older older movies but um yeah it's depicted there and it's really it's a good movie <laughs> <laughs> I grew up watching it every single year. And then I think, isn't it that it, it, he comes down with, he comes from talking to the burning bush, which is God. Which giving, is the fire, which is Aries again. Yes. And he gives him the, the, not tabernacles, the little. The tablets. Tablets. Yeah. yeah the Ten Commandment tablets. And then he comes down the mountain and this whole party is going on and it's the worship around the, the golden calf and then. They make God angry and then God floods the whole area and that's when he goes across and parts the water and parts the sea. Okay. I'm gonna <laughs> anyway. Watch, I'm going to watch this soon. <laughs> but those are the little symbols and if you think about, you know, when the age of Pisces came about around 2,000 years ago, that's when Jesus, the era of Jesus was and one of Jesus and Christian's symbols is the fish. Mm-hmm. And now we are moving into Aquarius, and Aquarius is all about technology and community and innovation and revolution, and I feel like we are feeling this so much everywhere in the world. We see this upheaval, this rebellion against all structures that no longer serve us. We see how we are coming together as community, especially women, like sisterhoods, and brotherhoods as well and just people like wanting to find this peace and balance people becoming more equal in a sense of like really balancing out their masculine and feminine energies we see a lot of like gender fluid you know people coming out and i think that is all a sign of the age of aquarius and even the internet you know like this amazing way of connecting all of us right now through the internet this is how you can even hear us right now and this is the age of Aquarius that we're stepping into and that's super exciting so so exciting yeah we're really pushing our age to a new level here in this Aquarius realm we're coming together as community and saying no I will not I will not tolerate anyone telling me what life is supposed to be and is not supposed to be and we will be seen and we will be heard and it's just time for change. Mm -hmm. There's such a big shift from Pisces to Aquarius. Mm -hmm. From Pisces, I believe, to Aquarius, I know. Mm -hmm. Yes. So last one. Last misconception. I can get all I need to know for free online. Okay, so I mentioned to Hannah that I really wanted to touch on this because I'm ultra passionate about it as someone who opens up regularly on the importance of self-investment, financial self-investment. We are the greatest things that we can invest our money into because our potential is absolutely limitless and we can make this human experience, this life, whatever it is that we want to. Mm-hmm. So I'm a part of a lot of Facebook groups and a, a pretty regular stream of conversation is people coming on, amazing, interacting with their Facebook group. That's awesome. So they're asking all these questions about their birth chart, and there are these really long comments back, which are amazing and also time-consuming from people that are in that group um, to graciously write that response for a person that's just curious to know something about their birth chart. But something that I really love bringing into this conversation is just... Don't we want to 
give back to those people that are helping us attain this knowledge because either that person who's writing the comment has you know done a ton of self-study for themselves or also hiring a certified astrologer who's able to give you like a grand grand map a great scale able to answer all your questions and really like engage with you rather than having a one-off two-minute interaction on Facebook so really it's like a thing about giving back and, and giving that person, especially if it's a certified astrologer, money for their service that they're providing for you. Yeah. That self-investment that is just honoring their, honoring their own, you know, intention to, to grow in this life. Yes. And I think it's, it's good to get stuff for free and it's definitely a way to learn and to get your birth chart for free online and to see it, but it's only going to give you certain parts. And even, you know, when the people are going to talk about it, they're only going to talk about or comment on a certain part of your birth chart. And so if you want to really know the whole of it and the whole is larger than the sum of its parts, that's when it's really helpful to either go deeply into studying it or to like you said hiring someone who is ideally certified because you know that they put in the hours to get certified or you know someone that you know has been really a good studier of the of the art of astrology yeah i really love what you touched on earlier which is the self-worthiness aspect of the Mm self-investment and really like allowing yourself to spend money on getting to know yourself better and even a great exercise could be to go into your monthly bank statements and take a look at what you spend your money on every month and how much you spend on fast food or how much you spend on expenditures that you know you don't absolutely have to have but that are more like pleasurable and then asking yourself like are there things that I can do in this spending report that I could afford to do something that's brand new and really exciting that might be you know a couple hundred dollars but once you have that information you have it for life yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's the best kind of investment yeah it's the shift it's this paradigm shift that is happening I feel like and more and more people are becoming aware of the power of investing in oneself and knowing oneself Mm -hmm. because if you know yourself then you are the leader and creator of your life I mean anything that is happening you know oh wow I can influence what is happening around me through my actions and anything that I can't influence is out of my hands and I trust that it is part of my purpose to walk through this because it's going to give me certain lessons to learn for that I can grow and even know myself on a deeper level mm-hmm. and that's where astrology is super helpful super <laughs> super helpful and so many other systems too and now mm-hmm. I feel like we are this is the fifth episode of season one and we're really going to start getting into our other systems that we really utilize and turn to a lot so we'll touch on the next episodes because we have a pretty good idea of what the next few episodes are going to look like just hang on till the end of the episode for that and as of right now that is the end of the episode (laughs) okay cool so let's go into the action guide well the action guide is going to be to check out your birth chart online so one of the sites you can use is astro.com a-s-t-r-o.com or cafeastrology.com and 
you can type in your birth time, location, and uh, day, obviously, and then you can get your birth chart and you can find out your sun, moon, and rising sign. And I think to start with it, that is really, really helpful to just get like an overview of realizing, wow, I'm not just one sign, but you know, really finding ways to implement all of those three archetypes into your life. And also places that you can find your birth time are on your birth certificate from your mama if she has a great memory or you can even contact the hospital that you were born in to see if they can look into their records and let you know. And also if you are interested in diving deeper into astrology and knowing yourself and really implementing this practice of astrology as a regular practice of your life, um, I'm offering a Moon Manifestor Mastermind group, which starts on July 2nd, and you get all the information on my website, but this is where we really dive deeply into your chart. You're going to know how to read your chart, learn everything about the aspects in your chart, your talents, your strengths, your weaknesses, your challenges, how you can use and work with those energies, really, and to bring out your highest potential. And additionally, you can start learning how to read other people's natal charts and you can look into your partner's charts or your family member's charts or your friend's charts. And that is super interesting as well to help with understanding of others and forgiveness and love. <laughs> and I'm already signed up for the course. Yes. <laughs> we'll see you there. Yeah, so, so excited for that. So excited for the comments and questions and anything that anyone wants to give to us from this episode. We are so happy to be opening up conversations on a deeper level like this. We hope that this one was the first system that we touched on and we hope that it was easy to follow. We tried to make it as conversational and approachable as possible. And the next episodes the next episodes we're going to do like an astrology part two which is going to be a lot on the moon phases how to work with the moon phases what else are we going to be touching on we're going to talk about retrogrades especially mercury retrograde and how you can work with that um what do transits mean solar return saturn return all that fun stuff beautiful and i want to let everyone know who is a vegas local this episode is going to be coming out on i believe march or i'm sorry may 14th and before the next episode comes out on may 26th i believe it is i have been asked to host the local gathering high priestess tea they have a speaker every month. It's a women's gathering that gathers at the Velveteen Rabbit by Miss Pamela, who owns Velveteen Rabbit. And every month she offers to the community a high priestess tea in which you can have tea and little breakfast snacks. And we open up on larger topics from all sorts of beautiful women. And she has asked me to, to host this one this month. And we're going to be talking on dun, 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 spiritual practice and self-discovery through spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. So if you want to, I would love to see you there. I'm going to have all the information for the event on my Instagram page at Britlin Rising, B-R-I-T-T-L-Y-N-N -N Rising. All right. Beautiful. 
beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for this episode today. We hope that you have a really beautiful rest of your day. Yeah. Thank you. And thank yourself for taking this time to dive deeper into this beautiful knowledge, self-knowledge system. Mm-hmm. You are beautiful. You are the healer that you have been waiting for. Yes, you are. You are so worthy. See you soon. Bye-bye.